What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing? All good. How are you doing? doing good. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, crazy, uh, crazy week last week in sports. Um, everybody that tuned into the first episode of the Lance Corner, uh, we appreciate you guys all. Um, everybody tuning in for the uh, second episode here today. Um, we appreciate you guys coming back. New listeners, new viewers, uh, you guys are in for a hell of a show this week um, as we recap episode one. Uh, without further ado, boys, uh, let's get into our NHL predictions for uh, last week. Touched on three big games. Uh, let's start off with the Preds and the Jets. Segs, how'd you do, brother? Dude, not good to say the very least. 0-3 on the predictions. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I take the the Preds. The Jets show up. Of, of course, the day I don't take them in the bets, they win. 5-2. Wheeler has five points. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Like, unbelievable showing for that guy. They wipe the floor with the Preds. Not, uh, not so good for me. I hear you. I uh, I was also on the Preds. I actually believe all of us took the Preds, so it was a terrible showing for all of us. But, I mean, you know, like you said, what a game Wheeler had, five points. Um, I mean, Soros was just getting absolutely peppered. I mean, 42 shots. Uh, Jets were able to put five goals away. And, I mean, I just, you know, didn't see the getting rolling that game. I mean, I was, you know, pretty busy, but I was tuning in and out of it. And um, they just looked flat. Um, yep. also another huge factor, they took 10 total penalties. Um, surprisingly, you know, they only let up, I believe, you know, three power play goals. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I mean, 10 total power plays in uh, one game for one team and only spending three power play, power play goals. So it was, um, you know, Jets or Preds got lucky there. Um, but yeah, it was terrible, terrible showing. Uh, Bradley, what about you, brother? Yeah. I had the press day, but that was just a night where the stars showed up for the Jets. Like I just said, Wheeler got five points. Shifley got three points. Kyle Connor got two points. Just that, if you look at the rest of the team, not a lot did anything. Just the stars showed up. That's what happens. Some games, your top players actually play hockey and you win. Simple as that. That's all it takes. Yeah, I don't uh, have too much to add. Uh, on top of what you guys said, I was 0-3 as well, Segs, uh, my predictions. Um I obviously didn't do well in this uh, Preds-Jets game uh, either. So Wheeler showed up, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, as as we've all been saying here, you know, we've been talking a lot about Wheeler's performance, but, I mean, boys, can we just touch uh, quickly on the season that Kyle Connor's having? I mean, you know, like Brad said, two points, and, you know, he's just been a consist- consistent workhorse out there this season, uh, rightfully so, big-time all-star. Um, I mean, he just keeps doing it. Um, you think he's going to keep it up? or? Yeah, absolutely, dude. This guy, to be perfectly honest, he's only come to my attention because Bradley takes him every year every in fantasy year. hockey. And he <laughs> yeah, absolutely screws us because this yeah. guy just like points after points. What can you do? And but he, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, to be honest. Yeah, because he, he's been putting up points for, for a while. Like looking back at his uh, – two years ago, he had 73 points. 71 games um last year he's 50 points in the shortened season only played 55 games or so and then this year he's he's already well over a point a game yeah. so like last couple of years he's he's been a, a pretty good like performer for for the jets and you know big body guy plays a two-way game goes in the corners and yeah he's he's pretty invaluable piece for them i've been high on this guy for years 
As Sag said, I always uh, take as, him. Yeah, as we can see with our fantasy I've, league. I've been knowing about him. Yeah, yeah he, he's like a top 10 scorer in the league. Just does it consistently, but as he doesn't get recognition. I think he gets hidden just shifley, but guy's an absolute nail. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, um, you know, like we said, the Preds were just hot and Winnipeg came to play, but, you know, first game wasn't the best one for our predictions, and I mean, I don't think this one went, uh, went our way either. Actually, I do think, Keynes, you took the Canucks, didn't you? Yep, sure did. Yeah, you, you took them overtime, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I mean. Or no, just... no, I took, no, I took the Leafs in overtime, I think. Yeah, Leafs, I, 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 I think he had Leafs. Yeah, at yeah, least. So, I mean, <laughs> again, you know, we all took the lead, and, you know, really, so why wouldn't you coming off a big loss to uh, the Flames there? Um, and I think it was – I was talking to Segs throughout the game, um, and, you know, I was saying I didn't expect Morazic to play, and let me just touch on Morazic real quick, man. That guy has been fucking terrible. I mean, you <laughs> trade – you trade you trade Freddie Anderson. He's been arguably the best goalie in the league this year. For Peter Morazic, who's been a bull in a china shop, he goes through morning skate and he gets an injury, and then he comes back a month later, and his legs are wide open, and he fucking lets up six goals. I mean, he's yep. been terrible. I was looking at his stats, and I mean, all but three games this year, he's let up three or more goals. He trade Frederick Anderson for Peter Morazic just for Jack Campbell to be your number one guy. I mean. Leafs definitely lost that trade, but I can't bear to watch Marzik anymore, man. He's fucking terrible. Um, you know, the Leafs put up 53 shots. 53 shots against the Canucks and could only put two pucks in the net. I don't know. Uh, their offense has just been flat to start, I think, man. I don't know. What do you boys think? I mean, at, at the end of the day, you can do nothing but tip your hat to Demko. Like, the guy just showed up. <laughs> Leafs, yep. they had a quick little flurry there. They got two. Um pretty quickly back-to-back, but they just couldn't get the final push to bring it to overtime. But, I mean, when you run into a goalie like that, there's not much you can do. It doesn't matter how many star guys you have up front. Yeah. Marner's been on a roll for the Leafs as of late. Um, yep. He's been pretty much a goal game kind of guy for them. But uh, at the same time, like, they need other guys to show up. Um, I think the, the thing with the Leafs is they don't have everybody clicking all at the same time. You know, they got a lot of big star players up front and usually it only seems one uh, or two of them are, are going the other two are kind of pretty flat and um yeah to touch on Mrazek as a Canes fan he, he was there last three years um he's good he's good when he's healthy but uh he's hurt a lot and that was kind of the big uh, big issue for for them and um why they're looking to make a change and um yeah I think they're pretty happy with Freddie Anderson and all now but yeah, I don't know. Razik hasn't uh, he hasn't really he hasn't really been healthy enough to show what he can do in in Toronto. I think that's a big issue there. I mean, I I think touch on Razik. I don't like the guys, you know, no one I just talked about. I mean, I think his you know it all started in the World Juniors, right? He had an amazing World Juniors, um, and then from there uh, he went into the NHL. I mean, I think he had one good season, and then. After that, he's just been injury depleted. But I mean, he's got to figure it out because sooner or later, that's gonna be that's gonna be a trade that's gonna kick them in the ass, um, and it's gonna be like that Tuukka Rask trade that uh, the Leafs made back in the day, right? Yeah. Well, it was a free agent signing, but he also he was pretty good uh, player for the Ottawa 67s too. 
um, in the OHL. He played. Oh, Morazic was a free agent signing. I thought. Oh yeah, shit! I thought I thought, they, I thought they traded Freddie. That's my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're both free agents, and they just signed with uh, each each other's teams. Opposing Brad, teams, who, yeah. who'd you have for that game, Brad? I think I said Toronto, but I think it's a Toronto three-two. So it's pretty close with the score. But I'm just gonna be quick. Demko stole the game. That's happened to the Leafs a couple times, like Veg Melka when they played Arizona, Igor the first time New York played them. They got to get more traffic in front. They don't have a lot of guys like that, like Kasha Bunting will, but not a lot. Both the Leafs goals were on the power play. That's really the only bright spot the all year. I yep. think they're first in the league, right? And then uh, JT Miller has been absolutely elite though for the Canucks. I gotta, I gotta give him a shout out as well. Other than Demko, he's been sick all year. The only one that's played consistent all year for yeah. Vancouver. Hundred percent. Pedersen's been invisible. Yeah, even even last season, right? I mean, he didn't really. Yeah, last year he was dog. Him. He was dog. He picked it up and then he got injured. He's so streaky. So, which I mean, you know, it's it's tough for the Canucks, but. I mean, they pulled it out. Um, I mean, and, you know, not to rub it in on your face there, boys, but uh, looking into the last game, uh, the Wild and the Hurricane, I think I was the only one that uh, had faith in the Wild Wagon, huh? Rest yep. of you took the Hurricane. I mean, yeah, you, know, you, you got yeah. us there. <laughs> I mean, like expected, you know, it was an amazing game. Uh, two great teams going at it. Um, and, you know, both goalies showed up. Um, I mean, Freddie Anderson, you know, looked good. Uh, Cam Talbot looked good. Um, offenses were a little quiet. Um, I put it a 5-4 total, um, but I believe it was, what, 3-2? Three 3-2, two? Three two, yeah. Right? Yeah, 3-2 so, three, three wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Kings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was a, it was a good game. Um, Minnesota came out pretty strong. Uh, Carolina came out pretty flat in the first, first period there, and they're lucky the score was pretty close. Um, I think it was one nothing going into the third period, but um, yeah, for, like you said, Freddie Anderson kind of held them in there, and then um, Minnesota got two quick ones, to start the third, and um, Sveshnikov came back and, and he scored two uh, pretty quick. But they're they kind of three, you know, you're down three zero to Minnesota in the in the third period. You're not going to win that that game. Like that's a good. They're just too good of a team to. To put yourself in that kind of hold. Well, I, I think I think Carolina had like both of their goals like were like a minute and like five seconds apart from each other, right? In the in the third, they were yeah. And especially now we got both. Yeah, they made a really quick push. They made there. a quick quick comeback, but but I mean like Minnesota is too good of a team to put yourself in a hole like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. In the third, like you just you're not not many teams are going to be able to come back from that. No, nope. same situation. Um, they put themselves yeah. like the Leafs. You know, just couldn't get the final goal to bring them into overtime. Yeah, and you know, kudos to Minnesota. They've got a good, good team there. Um, mm-hmm. That Kaprizov kid is unbelievable. He had a goal uh, there, and I think eight or nine shots, something like that. He was, he was buzzing. He's, Dude, how about uh, Boldy? Yeah, Bold. Yeah, Boldy's uh, pretty good. I don't think he got any points that game, but he was, he was buzzing too. Yeah, I think he had a hat trick last night or something, right? Uh, yeah, 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 no, like they've got a good, good team there, good young team, and and I think that uh, that's a team to watch for the for the future. I'd be kind of excited right. to see what they see what they do at the deadline. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. 
Bradley, what do you, you got to say about yeah, that team, buddy? I don't even have to say anything. Everyone touched up on it. The two great teams both played well. Carolina almost came back, just couldn't finish it off. Simple as that. I, I, thought, I thought they were going to come back and uh, pull that one off, but uh, obviously not. But, I mean, in other news around the NHL, um, you know, big trade coming you know, the other day there. Uh, the completely depleted Montreal Canadiens uh, sending Tyler Toffoli to the Flames. Yeah, the, he, he gets to reunite there with uh, with his pal Lucci. Just see, they already he picked him up at the airport, and his best friend Daryl Sutter, eh? <laughs> yeah, honestly, cup winning teams. Yeah, so you know, I, I mean, he got a sweet goal last night on one leg. Um, looks like he's already clicking in with the team, and I think he's going to be a good fit. And the, the Flames are looking good right now, man. They're they're picking up steam right when they need to heading into the. The playoffs in a few months here. I love that line that he's on. Like Backlund's been clicking the last two weeks, and with Blake Coleman, the guy can work with anyone. Yeah, he's an absolute stutter line around the league. And like now they got three lines with goal scores. You got Johnny Hockey to Foley, and then Maggiapani on the third. Yeah, he's been doing that's, well. That's scary. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a good good trade for both teams. Um. The Foley's gonna fit right in there in Calgary. They're they're rolling. Um, like Brad, like you said, gives him another score. Um, he's got a couple of years left on his on his contract, so he'll be there for for a bit. Um, they gave up a good little package to get him a first round pick, and um, the prospect Emil um, Henneman is, uh, you know, he's a former second round pick. He, like he's a legit good prospect, and. Um, but I think it's it's probably worth it. You know, he's got a couple more years on his deal. Um, Toffoli does, and it, I mean, really, he's fit right in that Calgary lineup. He looked pretty good um, there in his first game. So that just shows like Montreal, like him and Suzuki were like the whole team, and now that he's gone, it's like they're hitting the reset button heavy. Yeah, <laughs> understatement Sherrod, of the year. Yeah, and and, and Sherratt's going to be going soon too. Um, GM already said that, and I think they're looking to kind of clear house. Well, dude, they're, they're talking to the Rangers, and all, all over Twitter, everyone's like, oh, Lafreniere is going to Montreal. Like, relax. <laughs> there's nothing yeah, even he, he was also talking. in the talks for going to Vancouver, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, shortly the Leafs will be in on them too. They get in on everyone that gets trending on Twitter. Oh, so, according to the same with Sherratt, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we'll uh, see. It'll be interesting. I can't say to see where he goes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and uh, one other big thing there uh, in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes and their uh, their new arena. Extremely questionable, man. Um, you know, like you boys have been saying through the chat that we uh, we have and we've been talking about is, I mean, it's it's like a OHL arena. Um, it's tiny, but you said five thousand people. Five thousand, yeah. Five thousand. Yeah, I mean, so I, it's, I think it's, that, crazy. it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see, but I'll let you boys touch on it. I um, think the interesting thing there um, with that is it's five thousand seats, um, but that can make a, a better atmosphere um, for their their uh, their game day um, operations and stuff like that. Um, just having all the fans kind of packed in close because they're they're getting roughly about five thousand before, but in a 20,000 seat arena, everyone's <laughs> spread out, you know, one person to a section and now having all that crammed in. Now, the only thing 
is I would imagine that ticket prices are going to be going up um, with it being a 5,000 seat arena because they still have to make the, the money for that. So um, just be more if fans can afford it there. Um, but there's a lot of money in Arizona, really. It's just more the the, the general interest for the, for the team. I thought I saw they need to make a lot of arena upgrades still, though. Do like they? a couple, couple M's. Yeah, yeah, but is, the is the university insane. helping out with that though, or you know? I'd imagine so, man. If I played for the Sun Devils, I'd be fired up though. Like honestly, like your arena's getting built up and shit, upgraded. You're gonna get more attention. Like I yeah, think they're st- winning out of all this. Yeah. <laughs> the school it itself could, is gonna bring in a ton of people. Yeah, and it, it, it I would think it it could help out their revenue situation as well because that would be um, five thousand seat arena is gonna be a lot less. Um, operational costs than a twenty thousand seat arena. Yeah, like as you as you said, which is my point, which I've been saying this whole time, is just like they're actually gonna have a full packed arena. Like yeah. that's I think the benefit in my opinion, but it's actually kind of embarrassing though. Well, yeah, that's that's my kind of take on it. It's it's a benefit to them, but it kind of just shows that you know I don't know if really that team should, should be there. Like, I, I understand that they're there because Arizona is one of the biggest um, TV markets in the U S and, and they kind of need to capitalize on that and have a team there, but the fan supports not generally been there, but to be fair, really in the last, how long they've been there, 25 years, almost there, they haven't really had a good team. No, the like only they one I can think of was like 20, 13. Which one did they go to the conference final for? The conference, against LA. Yeah. It was LA. Yeah. So 20. Well, when LA won the 2012, 2012 or 2014. One of those years. Yeah. One of those two. But that was about it. And that almost then was almost a fluke. Yeah. But they got there too. Like, I, like they haven't really had much playoff hockey there. Um, yeah. They won't anytime soon. Hard to build, build fan support. But you look at, you know, arenas like in Quebec City and um Hamilton and I mean we're from Ontario so it's kind of yeah I mean uh, another comparison I mean you know it wasn't really the Blue Jays choice but I mean you know what they had to go and they had to go do a Buffalo right because of COVID and you know American teams not coming over and being able to play in Toronto and the government and stuff and I mean look what you know they did to that arena I mean like Brad was saying if you're an athlete at Arizona State you're pumped right now I mean, those guys in AAA, um, they were pumped as well, right? I'm a big baseball guy, and, you know, I know for the Bisons to get that uh, touch-up to their stadium was a big confidence booster, and, I mean, it showed in their record. But, I mean, let's see what it does for the Coyotes. I mean, you know, hopefully it works out for them because these last few years have, you know, <laughs> been been shambles. But, the, I mean, well, the other saving grace for that team is what do they have, like, seven first and second overall picks next year the year after that yeah. something ridiculous like that like they got they just have to play good if you play good people will come so hopefully they draft well yeah but uh you know let's turn the page on that and let's uh let's leave the ring let's go uh go to probably the most exciting part of the uh saturday night was uh the octagon man i mean ufc um, you know, a lot of good fights like we touched on in the first episode there. And, I mean, I believe all of us took Brunson. And, you know, that guy goes down, man. I thought he had it in the first round. 
almost choked him out, and he was just winded, gassed, had nothing in the tank, and Jared just put him to sleep. I mean, you know, it was a good fight. Uh, wishing it lasted longer and turned in our favor, but uh, what do you boys think? What did you see that I didn't? <laughs> um, you know, Blonde Brunson loses the undefeated streak yeah <laughs> with the blonde hair dude in my opinion i watched the whole i watched all the fights obviously but he looks slow yeah. man he said he was coming in with in the best shape of his life i mean of course everyone's gonna say that a lot of it's mind games as well but he just he didn't look great you like you said he almost had the the submission near the end i think he ran out of time in the round right is that yeah i think he was saved by the bell yes yeah, so you know a couple more you know a couple more seconds you never know what could happen there but the bell saved Cannoneer, and dude, Jared looked good. Like he's a tough dude, man. He's <laughs> yeah. So it looks like, at least from the post interview, he's going to be the next challenger. It looks like Danny gave him the nod to get in there to challenge for the belt next, but he looked really good. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Keynes. Um, what do you boys think of that? I mean, I don't know if you guys tuned in. I know me and me and Sex were talking about it, but uh, yeah, I, I got no yeah. comment. Didn't watch. Yeah, it. you kind of. You guys kind of touched on everything I had had to say. So, how about the the second fight? The uh, whoa, friggin' Shuey, Shuey, <laughs> uh, Lewis and uh, Tuivasa. I mean, you know, we knew we knew someone was getting knocked out. I mean, I predicted personally a first round knockout. I was surprised to see it go into the second round, but I knew it wasn't going to last very far into the second round. Personally, I thought uh, Lewis was going to end it there in the first round. He was just all over him, and I mean, two of us, man, he can take a punch. I mean, some of those strikes that he was taking from Lewis puts, you know, 90% of the guys out that he's got in the octagon with. I mean, that's why he is, you know, the best pound-for-pound knockout fighter in the UFC. Uh, it was a great fight, nevertheless. I know, Segs, you took uh, you took two of us, so let's hear from you, man. Yeah, I think I was the only one out of us that took him. I had belief mm-hmm. in the shoey. And it came through. <laughs> like you said, he took an absolute beating against the cage in the first round. And I thought, there it goes. I'm going 0-3 in hockey. 0-3 in the UFC. It's it for my night. But <laughs> he uh, he pulled through. That elbow was sweet. Just folded him like Ooh. a chair. People are going to be talking about it for a while. Apparently, I saw that he accepted the fight. I guess he got a call for the fight. He was drunk when he accepted this fight. Like that, wow, that was the legendary. interview after the fight. He said he was drunk and he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, whatever. And, you know, <laughs> I guess uh, he put in quite the work at camp because he, he looked pretty good in this fight. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a big boy. And, I mean, to receive that phone call when he's drunk, I mean, doesn't surprise me. Shout out to all those Australians. They know how to put back a beer or two. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, he showed up when the time mattered. Keynes uh, and Brad, any input, fellas? Uh, yeah, I took, uh, I took Lewis, uh, in the first round. I think I said it was going to be under two minutes, the, the fight. And, um, it was a little longer than that going in the second round. Um, yeah, to, like, you know, kudos to Tua, uh, took a, a couple big shots there. Um, I mean, I, if I took one of those, I'd still be out, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he had a good game plan. Um, the first round there, he, he was he he got in the clinch and, and got uh, Lewis up against the cage and working in tight. Um, so I think that's where you got to be with Lewis. You you can't you either got to be in close or way out because um, 
feel like sand and bang with them, you're, you're going out. And um, Tui did a pretty good job with uh, keeping out of range. And you know, he took a couple big shots, but uh, not not too many. And um, work, good work and tight. And that elbow kind of was like Seg said, it was pretty good, pretty yeah, sweet. I mean, uh, you know, pretty sweet shot. So. I I obviously watched all the fights, and I mean, you know, with that one, listening to Bisping and Cormier. Uh, the whole time, they're like, if, if he's going to win this fight, he's got to stay in close. He's like, he can't, you know, give Lewis that room. So, I mean, you know, that was a huge part of his fight, like you said. And, you know, obviously it paid off in the end. Um, but, I mean, you know, let's look at the, the main event. Um, and, you know, we all expected it to be a great fight. We were all looking forward to, you know, seeing what Whitaker uh, showed up. And, I mean, it was a new Whitaker. Uh, just like Izzy said in the press conference, he's like, you know, see him coming as a different fighter um the first time round, you know he was he was really antsy as everybody everybody fighting the champ is you know they want to go in there they want to make a statement but he was a little more laid back and it, obviously he went to the championship rounds and to the decision but i want to weigh in and you know see what you guys have to say about this fight because you know i wanted Izzy to win i'm a big fan but i want to hear what you guys have Bradley, what do you think, man? Bleacher Report let you down, I think. Bleacher or actually, Report. this is this is the one where they helped yeah. you, no? Bleacher Report was the one that got right, I think. I, I didn't write it down. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> I, and I know Bleacher Report got one of the fights right. I don't know which one. It'd so. probably be this one, yeah. No, fair play. Big up BR. <laughs> it was a good fight, man. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely not the most exciting fight I've ever watched in my life, but Izzy being one of my favorite, if not my favorite fighter, um, you know, happy to see him defend the title. Um he's had a lot of fights where he's a little more flashy and, you know, that's where he gets a lot of his reputation from, but, um, you know, Whitaker put up a good battle here. He looked pretty solid. The stuff on Twitter was really mixed. People thought he should have won, like Whitaker should have won on the cards and this and that. I don't know. I, I think mm-hmm. Izzy had it through and through. Um, it was just a clean defense. I, I don't think he wanted to get out of hand because Whitaker has the power to put him out, but hopefully we get it back to that flashy, the flashy side of Izzy when he, uh, Puts the belt on the line again against Cannoneer. I think that uh, yeah, with with Izzy, that that shows his versatility. Um, you know, be flashy and um, do all things like that, and, and then you know, come out and fight the fight he did on on Saturday. Um, he can kind of play all different styles, and um, you know, it's what you said. Like, yeah, it was a close close fight. Some people thought Whitaker um, should have won, but um, I, I don't know. I think that. Uh, especially in a title uh title defense like you know it's almost like that tide goes to the runner like you, mm-hmm. i think you gotta you should be uh able to um fuck i don't even know where i was going with that to be honest with you sorry boys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a vodka soda right. oh, <laughs> um oh. but like yeah like how a tie goes to the runner um mm-hmm. Should have to beat the, the champ decisively to, to win, yeah. especially if you're going to a decision. Um, it's almost that tie goes to the runner, so it should go back to the champ unless it's uh, if it's a toss up, then you probably should go back to the champ. So, yeah, I agree. Which, 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 and you know, with that, you know, everybody's got their own opinion, and obviously, you know, we have our own opinion, but just from looking at the way that Izzy fights, I mean, he dominated, you know, one through four, and I mean, you know, I would give Whitaker the fifth round. Um, but you know, from watching it, he was just trying to unleash that one shot and against Izzy, that's not going to do it. You know, his takedowns weren't working. Um, Izzy was stuffed in those and 
like Sig said, all around it was a great fight. But I'm excited to see this next one, Izzy versus Jared. Uh, I think that's going to be a banger, and I think, you know, you might see a different Izzy. Um, you know, he's very, very defensive um, at points, but I think he might let the hands go. So we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a sad day for a lot of NFL fans. I mean, you know, NFL season's over. Um, you know, all those Sunday beverages can kind of be put away, uh, you know, till the next season starts. But, um, I mean, you know, what a game to end the season. And what a Super Bowl 56. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Joe Burrow and the Bengals to come into SoFi and, you know, do what they did and almost pull it off. Um, I know I definitely didn't. I expected the Rams to kind of run away with this one. Um, but, you know, the Rams did what the Rams had to do. And Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup already really took over in the second half. Um, but, you know, I know that we all watched the game and I want to hear what you boys have to say about this one. I'll get my opinion out of the way quickly. You guys are more football oriented than I am here, but yeah. um, I guess as you guys know from the last episode, obviously I have my money on the Bengals, so obviously not yeah. the outcome I wanted. However, I'm happy it wasn't a no, blowout. No, it. That's that's the thing, right? It wasn't a blowout, so it was a really fun game to watch, complete mm-hmm. throughout. Um, that last play the Bengals had there, there was still a chance he could have flicked it over and to get that first down, but. Um, it was great to see Cooper Cup get the MVP. The guy played sick. He was an absolute magnet. Um, you know, it was well-deserved. Congrats to the Rams and all their fans. Bradley, I can't even imagine how hard you partied, buddy. But Oh, I um, partied for a good two hours after they went to bed because I had to wake up early. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you guys, you go for it and touch on it. I don't know you guys all had the Rams from what I understand. but um, Yeah, I took the Rams. Oh, I was kind of rooting for the, the Bengals, though, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Joe, like Cincinnati came in and, and I think it was a bit closer game than a lot of people thought and closer than I thought. Um, you know, Cincinnati was, was up there for quite a bit in the game and <clears throat> Stafford threw a pick uh, on a, a long ball. Um, I think it was the third quarter, I believe. And yeah. I thought that was the big turning point in the game that uh, when he threw that pick that the game was going to be kind of be over and, um, you know, LA came out and, and, you know, did what they do and they built a super team there and should have won and deserved to win. And, and they did, um, yeah. I got last thing I got to say is Cincinnati's got to find some offensive linemen for next year. Cause they set a super bowl record for, uh, amount of stocks given up or they tied a super bowl yeah. record, I think. So yeah, it it's seven, seven or eight socks, right? Seven socks. Yeah, seven. It's, it's yeah. just crazy. Um, but he's but all talk. all year he's been Burrow's been socked. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just they got to they got to figure something out there. But that that's a good team. They're they're a good young team, and I think they're going to win a couple with Burrow eventually. And I mean, you know, that's that's a huge spot for them with the uh, offensive line that they got to add. I mean, Gronk once uh, once Brady retired said if there's any quarterback that he wants to go play with it's uh, it's Joe Burrow so I mean you know do we see Gronk with the Bengals I don't know but he's definitely not going to help their O line I mean you know as for what I think the game what doesn't want to play with Garoppolo hey I don't think anybody (laughs) does I mean (laughs) comes to the playoffs and he can't get the job done 
Um, but I mean, you know, yeah, I had the Rams, you know, arguably so. Um, they were the heavy favorite. Um, but you know, I noticed that you know, watching the first half of the game, that uh, their defense looked really flat. I don't know. Uh, they just weren't you know, making those plays that they would normally make. Um, and then come second half, it was like they just kicked it into another gear. Aaron Donald's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. You know, I want to go get this championship. And, you know, he shut it down. Him and Von Miller arguably, you know, two of the biggest games of their career. I'm not going to really say much on uh, Jalen Ramsey because that was arguably his worst career, uh, worst game of his career. Uh, he was just getting bent every which way possible by Jamar Chase. I don't know if you guys saw the video on Twitter circulating last play of the game on the fourth down. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he beat, he beat, he beat uh, Jalen Ramsey and Ramsey fell down and he was wide open. You know, you give Joe Burrow 10 more seconds and that game's over and the Bengals win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I had OBJ as my prediction for the MVP. Um, you know, I might be a little biased here, but I think if he plays that full game, he's MVP, you know, kudos to Cooper cup and, you know, coming out and taking it and rightfully so, but, you give OBJ that full opportunity to play that full game, um, you know, I think he's taking that home. And, you know, shout out to him for that championship. Two catches, 50-some receiving yards. Uh, in the first half, he was rolling. Tough injury, but he'll bounce back, and I think he'll stay with the Rams. And I'll take a hot take here, but, I mean, you know, if everybody goes back to the Rams and Sean McVay comes back, I could see them running it back and winning it again. Yeah, I mean – what a day to be alive. This championship <laughs> gear is already ordered, by the way. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Cup Did MVP. You get a, I, a tank top and shorts? No, no, no. <laughs> I'll show you. Uh but yeah, Cup MVP. I do I do agree with you. I think OBJ would have won MVP if he stayed. Guy played absolutely unreal. Guy showed up, but like eight receptions yep. off ten targets, ninety-two yards, two TDs, including the game winner. Hard to argue against Cup there. Yeah, uh, Vaughn Miller, AD, two sacks each, especially in the fourth. Both of them just dominated Burrow, as I thought it was the whole game. But, like, Joe Burrow had – so the Bengals had two offensive TDs, right? One of them was off the trick play that Mixon threw, and the other one was off that 70-yard pass that T. Higgins face math, Jalen Ramsey, just saying. So, ideally, they held him stern. I, do, I don't think Jalen played well – but he had one deflected pass in the end zone, would have saved a TD. But I will argue Eli Apple, their cornerback, played way worse guarding Cooper Cup than Jalen did on Chase. Yeah. Way worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, seven sacks. Like, Burrow, he's unreal. They'll be back. That's such a tough div. But that conference, the AFC, they'll be back, though. I mean. Dude, I'm, I'm excited to watch the Bengals, man. Yeah, I, everyone touched on it. I'm just saying my bias piece as a Rams fan, <laughs> like trying not to hurt Jalen too much and then chirping Eli Apple. But also, I got to say, like everyone with the rumors, like with McVay retiring, AD retiring, they both send the parade today to run it back. <laughs> so let's see what happens. And then McConnell's gone, though. Offensive coordinator. I know where he and Morris got reached out to their defense coordinator, if they lose their whole coaching staff. But I think for Rams fans, just got to bask in the glory. Don't focus on next year just yet. Yeah, I mean, 
That, that you, did you see any uh, clips of that period today? Yeah, AD was shirtless the whole time. Guys, it absolutely <laughs> Matt's, <mountain>. Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt Stafford's little uh, moment there absolutely hammered. Could have looking like less, kids, but uh, <laughs> less less Sneed had a shirt that said "fuck them picks" because they haven't had a seventh <laughs> round pick or a first round pick in like seven years. That's incredible. But Cooper covering the Kobe jersey that. was the best though. Yeah, of course. What did you guys think about that halftime show? Hands down, might have been the best halftime show. I hear right? a lot of the the issue was it's so football fan based. All the people that usually just watch the halftime show were complaining about it because hmm. it's like you're not gonna get like a bunch of dancers and fireworks and shit like a like Bruno Mars or The Weeknd and stuff because you got like hard rappers going. Yeah. You're not gonna put on like a huge spectacle. I thought it was still nice. I like the 50 cent surprise. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Yep, my guy shows up upside down. Yeah. I mean, he, looks, he looks like he's been, uh, he looks like he's been powerlifting a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks yeah, like a little bit. He's about $1 <laughs> now. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. Doubled. Yeah. No, I was good. I, mean, I, I thought, uh, um, you know, watch not that is all throwback tunes for, from like you know days in the hockey dressing rooms and it's right down your alley shit like that that kind of is a little nostalgic and makes you feel a little old <laughs> really a little old. old but yeah i don't know it was you good. don't listen to that kind of music in peter brokeen come on wow <laughs> gave us location 10-4 we got him yeah <laughs> <laughs> Also, Eminem, the NFL officials, not officials, but like the workers told him not to take the knee, and he did yeah. anyway. I love Roger it. Roger Goodell told him, from what I saw. Was it Goodell? I think so, yeah. I know some executives well, did. You don't give a fuck. I love it. No. That's why it's the GOAT. So now, the, the thing I was reading, too, with the Super Bowl halftime shows is they're all unpaid. So they yeah, don't exactly. pay the performers. And I guess... Dr. Dre also had to put up his own money to help out with the the, the performance and the show and the stage mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. Um, wow. and a, a lot of them put up their, their own money to to kind of put on the shows and also are not, not paid. So they're actually losing money doing the shows. So um, that was a good that was a good show, but kind of that I wonder like how many more people are like artists are, are, are really clamoring to um, line up next year. Yeah, so. who knows, right? Well, you guys want to you guys want to take it to the to the golf course here? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yep. All right. I mean, I don't know if you guys tuned in last weekend over the past tournament, but we had uh, quite the doozy in the desert. Uh, it's always sick watching that <laughs> stadium hole. Um, you know, there's always some shenanigans going down there. Where's I know you watched it, pal. What did you think about the the tournament, dude? I saw those hole in ones, and then I saw that putt that that guy made. And he started whipping off his shirt, and his other buddy that was doing, he was you know he was golfing with, started swinging his thing around. You know, fans were throwing beer cans. Oh, dude, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I wish I wish golf was like that more often, right? I mean, they're so laid back with their rules and. You know, strict, and it's like, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, dude. If someone makes a putt like that or makes a hole in one, let them go fucking nuts, right? 
I mean, you know, it's good to see. I mean, you know, makes the fans enjoy themselves far. I mean, you know, I know a lot of them are, you know, higher class and stuff like that, and they've been around the sport for a long time. But for those younger college kids that are getting into golf, you know, going to tournaments like this, right, and stuff like that, you know, they love to see that stuff. They love to be a part of it. And I think it was just all around. It was a great tournament. And, you know, touching on that, I know that we're going to get into this week's tournament, but uh, um, I'll let the other boys, you know, touch on that before we get in there. I think hole 16 at that tournament is my favorite thing to watch because of the beer raining down on them. Yeah, After a hole in one, yeah. I love it. That's my favorite, probably hole in golf to watch. Yeah, just as one hole, not a whole event. Well, where's he? To, to your point there, like, um, yeah, I think golf needs to have a bit more of that sort of celebration and a bit more individuality. Um, that's why I love watching John Daly. That guy more personality than than anybody. He's got you know enough for the whole uh the whole field so yeah, yeah. well this upcoming Dude, week, i mean we, yeah go ahead go ahead no i was just i was just gonna say before we move on i mean you know even if those two guys that you know were putting on that show um you know don't make it to the masters i mean just bring them give them one hole and you know <laughs> let, let, let them get fired, <laughs> let them get fired up before you know the final round on sunday and just just look at the atmosphere man i mean you know i, I want to see it i mean like get me out there Get me out there. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Cere- Ceremonial tee shot, John Daly for the Masters. Yeah, that'll go well. Oh, <laughs> no tart. No, yeah. no. T- oh, dude, people would like cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> Mullet blowing in the wind. Yeah. Uh, anyways, boys, here. this this week we have the uh, Genesis Invitational um, being played at a California at the Riviera Country Club. I don't know if you guys caught any of it last year, but Max Homa won on the second playoff hole against Tony Finau. Um, so we'll look for them to have another good outing this year. But um, Brad, if you want to start us off, man, who, who's on your radar this week? Yeah, if I had to pick, I'm going with Cameron Smith. He had two top six finishes in the last four years. He's made the cut in all four of those years. I think he's pretty good to take. He's at 22 to 1 odds. I think he's right where you. Right where he wants to be in this. I think he's played good so far, but also Tony Fino's at fifty to one odds after coming second last year. So if I was a betting guy, I'd jump wow. all over that. Yeah. I might be a little sprinkle there. Keynes, what about you, man? Who do you have? Um I'm going with uh, Bubba Watson. Oh boy. Uh, my, my boy the the lefty there. Um he uh finished second last uh, last weekend. Um I think he came into Sunday ninth eighth or ninth, something like that, and, and works way up second. Um, so he, he's rolling. Um, he's won this tournament uh, here uh, three times in the past. So I think uh, he's got quite a lot of experience here and won it three times and, uh, you know, building off a strong uh, str- strong tournament last weekend. He should uh, come out rolling and, yeah, hopefully uh, he, can, uh, he can bring home. Get the pink driver in full force, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta invest in for the summer. Yeah, that'll help you. Yeah, Kings. I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you were playing this course over the weekend with Bubba Watson, and you finished second. But uh, uh, he, he didn't finish second. But that's okay. The guy that I'm taking, uh, Patrick Cantley, in fact finished second. Um, he's you know number three ranked in the world. Um, lost in a playoff. Um, I mean. 
you know, all parts of, you know, all different parts of his game were working at different times. I mean, I expect him to piece it all together here um, and have a strong showing and, um, you know, end up taking this one. Uh, he'll be a little bit hungry, and, you know, I just see him having a good round and a good tournament. Sigs, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. I mean, it's a pretty safe pick, to be honest, but um, he didn't make the cut at this course last year. Uh, but you know what? He hasn't finished outside of the top 20 in his past five events. Uh, he's Mr. Consistency for the most part, dude. This guy's swing is so buttery. But he uh, he's got a third, third yeah literally he's got a third place finish in his last five. Um, he was eighth last week, uh, and he I think he's due for a win. He's playing really well, really consistent. Um, you know I usually take him if I can if he's playing because he's always up there in the mix in, in some capacity. But I think he's gonna have a good bounce back here compared to last year. No one's going with John Ron the favorite, eh? The favorites too. It's so obvious, man. Too much like, juice. Yeah, Rom's sick. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard to bet against him. You know, DJ, Rory's there. Spieth, you know, he struggled, but he's doing better this year. It's hard to go against any of those guys. But I mean, with yeah, golf, I guess that's a boring pick. Yeah, it could be, but he also could blow up below the field, right? You never know. With with golf, you could just put a bunch of the guys in a hat and put your hand in and pick one, and it's you never know what the outcome's going to be. I mean, I don't know how far you guys looked into this. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys have your winners, but can we do a little bit of a hot take here? If you were to, you know, take an extra guy that, you know, might just randomly show out and upset everybody, who, who would you boys roll with? I kind of already said mine. I'll just say Fino. He's 50 to 1 after coming second last year in this tournament. That's a little outrageous. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. I think. Um... You know, if Keynes didn't say Bubba, maybe I would have gone with him. But for the sake of the conversation, let me throw out uh, DeChambeau. You know, the the guy's still yet to put everything together. I know he's changing a lot with the game. And uh, there's a lot of talk around him with this other golf league being built as well, getting the invite to go play over there. But I think, um, you know, I wouldn't say he's a dark horse per se, but he, he could surprise some people this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would have to roll with... Uh... Zalatoris. I just like watching that. Guy. I just like watching that guy golf, man. Uh, you know, young guy, but uh, you know, pretty solid golfer, and I think he's got a promising future. And um, you know, I think getting a win in this spot uh, early in the year would you know set him up, set him up nicely. Yeah, he's so good. I mean, yeah. With our, epi- our episode three coming out on on this coming Saturday, that'd be a perfect time to see where our picks are at. You know, right after the oh, cuts, who made it, who didn't. Oh, yeah. We'll have a good conversation about that, and uh, we'll look to see Bubba Watson right up top there, eh, Canes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and my my dark horse uh, pick is going to be Sergio. Sergio. Ooh. Yeah, I think he's due for a uh, for big tournament. So he, He's always he's always kind of around there, and then yeah, at the yeah, beginning, at least, I've noticed. He yeah. either does really good or really bad, I feel, though. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nah. Yeah. Kind of like me on the course, but have you ever done good on the course? Say more, more bad than good for you, pal. But <laughs> you know, it's a new yeah, season coming up. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I gotta, I gotta get out and practice a bit more. And big round in Boston yeah. coming up this year. COVID, COVID, yeah. COVID really affected my game last couple of years. And <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not when we not when we were all shut down and golf courses were open and we went for a round and you lost ten balls. No. 
Kyoto's wings as well. I was no, I was I was, do- I was, uh, I was donating to the to the course. Oh yeah, you thought you were at the driving range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So noble of you. <laughs> Very, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm, what can I say? I'm a philanthropist. <laughs> well, on that note, um, you know, we'll uh, we'll wrap up this second episode of the Lads Corner. Again, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure doing this with you. Um, shooting the shit, you know, um, been to sports, and you know, it, uh, it's good fun. You know, viewers who've tuned in are looking to tune in. Um, you know, we look forward to having you guys. Remember, you know, like we said on the first episode. Um, as we get rolling here and we get more episodes going, um, you know, we're definitely willing to bring on guests. So uh, make sure that you DM us on our social media platforms. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, recently just got on TikTok. And obviously make sure you check out our YouTube channel and uh, Spotify. Um, we will be uploading uh, all these episodes. Um, again, always a good time, gentlemen. So uh, until then, we'll see you later.